So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Justin. And, and Seth from Mercy. And we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band and what does the band name mean? Well, we sort of were just doing music in a bunch of different projects because um, we all love music and it's just what we're naturally drawn to. And, um, and then eventually out of a bunch of different bands sort of coalescing over the years, Mercy was started. And I feel like the, the band name is sort of just a general... Um, representation of the kind of attitude that we hold towards the people who even care about what we're doing like you guys you know which is just that of just general gratitude mm-hmm. okay i like that it's very wholesome all right <laughs> it's very wholesome yes <laughs> yeah uh, so congratulations on your newest release subtle fiction one how do you feel about the response to it so far so far so good good yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are always going to be, you know, people who don't like everything, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it's, uh, but other than a, a couple people not being big fans, I mean, I think it's good. Oh, I'm glad the, the response yeah. has been mostly positive. Mm-hmm. We, we listened it to it good. and reviewed yeah. it, kind of, <laughs> if you can call what we do reviews, and mm-hmm. uh, we both enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. two thumbs up. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so what made you guys choose Foolish Me as uh, the debut lead single? we it was one of the first songs to be completed in the recording process and mm-hmm. uh, one of three i think or two and we sort of just showed them both the label and we said what do you guys like and so we're very fortunate to have a team of people who just have a good ear for you know what they what they feel would be a strong lead song mm-hmm. um and so that's where the, a lot of the decision was and we were very happy with it because we thought it was good representation of the band as a whole you know, yeah. in the sound and it's a song we've had for uh a little while too so before signing and everything like that we were okay. so it was nice to see that one come out first oh yeah definitely it's amazing uh so is there any meaning behind the ep name or cover art well the ep name well i, I always like to think that your EP or your album title is kind of like the moral of the story, you know, as mm-hmm. far as what what is this collection of songs supposed to mean? And when I was looking through the lyrics of all the material that we had, I was having a hard time sort of coming up with a moral of the story because it was just me talking about my life and our lives as a band. Um, and so I felt that this, it was very meta, but I felt that, that you know, I wanted this, the, EP title to sort of say something about songwriting itself, you know, that it's kind of this truth in the lies kind of thing that you may not be telling a, a true story about yourself, but you're telling a story about yourself that says something true. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of subtle fiction is that it's this sort of subtle, subtle truth about life and the experiences that we're having, but sort of buried within the kind of fog of metaphor that I use a lot in lyrics and stuff like that. that's so clever and the cover art the cover art um it will make more sense soon but i think i I would consider this cover art as it is as the first statement in a larger statement if that makes any sense so okay Okay. that's all i can really say right now (laughs) can you tell me if there's going to be a subtle fiction two three four or well 
I think that would be fun, wouldn't you? <laughs> I think telling you that would give away too much information. Oh my god. I think no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean why not? Can I just say I don't have a problem. I don't know if what I can say, but it's okay. Neither, just say it. Neither confirm nor deny, but oh my god. I, I like that idea. Okay. okay. You know? All right. Credit me if you if you take it since we will. obviously you haven't thought of it yet. So <laughs> Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Well, um, I'd say it's, you know, it's fairly collaborative. We would, I mean, inspiration can sort of come from anywhere. Either we'll have an idea for the kind of song that we want to write, or we'll take an idea that comes, you know, just from regular inspiration and then let that idea sort of evolve naturally. But I think after a song is sort of demoed out and you know in the in the context of like logic or pro tools or whatever and the sort of structure is there then it's really comes down to us coming together as a band and refining the instrumental you know like mm -hmm. you know justin and nick writing their own bass and guitar parts and and jack refining the drum groove and the drum fills and then colby coming in to help elevate the vocal melodies and stuff and so it's kind of this iterative process that happens without us actually really playing the song as a group you know we're just sort of building this house in yeah. a digital context you know which is I, I feel like is kind of where music is is at mm -hmm. generally uh -huh. it's building a house all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what song off this record took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite uh the one that took the longest to write was the palm for sure okay. that was one of those songs where we had the idea for a song like it before there was even the song itself. You know, it was mm. sort of like this, we need, we should write a song that's really big and slow and like this noise pop kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Now we have to write that song. And so it came up together over the course of, I think the entirety of the recording process, I would just like little pieces, like a verse here and a chorus there, and then trying to get them to work together. And so that was definitely, the, the hardest song to write and i think it's my favorite as well but <laughs> i think my favorites haunt me yeah taste that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can you tell me a little about your headspace like where you guys were at while you're writing the cp where were you at justin uh practice i need to get better to play on this record <laughs> <laughs> it's fair right? you know, it's um i don't know it's because you don't want to be uh limited when you're recording, you know, and it is such a collaborative process where you're kind of in a situation where you're playing, or for me, I'm playing bass and then someone in the room could be Seth, could be any of the other members of the producers. And they're like, well, let's try it this way. And you just have to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of my time and headspace was focusing on like trying to be as ready as possible for something that you can't prepare for, I guess. Okay. That's fair. I feel like I was just sort of stressed out about making sure that every song was at that A plus quality as far as completeness that we didn't cut any corners. I mean, for example, like Haunt Me, that song was totally done, fleshed out, you know, ready to go. But the bridge was this big blank spot. And at the time, it was just this acapella, like it was just me singing over a beat. You know, and there was none of the stuff that's in there now with with all like the vocal stacks and all that kind of stuff. And so I remember getting together 
with our producers and just being like we need to spend all day on this one part of the song and just make mm-hmm. sure that this is like when it when it is like people's favorite part you know that it, it's like totally rad and so it was just that kind of you know going the making sure that we went the extra mile on every single detail of every single song and not it, there being any you know filler mm-hmm. which is what I was afraid of that's okay. fair do you feel like if you didn't kind of spend that whole day focusing just on the bridge um do you think it would have gotten like left behind the entire song if it wasn't finished in time or I think we would have put it out anyway I think I would have just been forever disappointed with with, you know I would have been I would have been like god this would like even in talking to you about the song right now I would be throwing in this caveat of yeah you know the song's great but that bridge could have been way better but yeah I I feel like I'm really happy with with where it ended up you know that's good all right Uh, so what band or artist influences do you hear the most off this record that's a tough question (laughs) I think I think it's sort of it's representative of just the band in general and where we sort of come from which is we have one foot in the rock world and one foot in the pop world and insofar Mm -hmm. as rock influences are concerned you know I grew up totally completely obsessed with my chemical romance as you should and I still am so sure and and fallout boy to a lesser degree but I mean infinity on high is an incredible record but oh all that aside (laughs) uh uh-oh what is that do you not like that one it's my least favorite record I almost got this canceled on twitter for saying it's my least favorite record (laughs) well which one what's your favorite oh my favorite oh god Oh, you're gonna hate me. Probably American Beauty, American Psycho. I don't. I mean, I great record as well. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like Infinity on High is like peak Pete Wentz being weird. Where okay, and then yeah, on, I can get on, that. On, on Folia Do, he got mm-hmm. really really weird. But I feel yeah. like Infinity on High is just like the sweet spot. But that's fair. That's and fair. since we cut you off, what's your favorite, oh, favorite Mike Kim uh, album? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Black Parade. Okay. Okay, that's for fair. sure. For I sure. I mean, that. but I mean, I love all of it especially i think my favorite songs are the b-sides on the black parade like heaven help mm. us and killing oh. your friends like those yeah. songs are sweet um anyway so i like that kind of music <laughs> and then <laughs> and then but we also really like sort of more ambient pop you know i think more along the lines of lana and and lord mm. and sia to a certain degree and so it's sort of i feel like a com- a combination of those two worlds at least that's what i what i hear Mm-hmm. do you agree yeah. justin yeah definitely completely agree all right uh so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this ep for new listeners in three words both of you have to do it uh three words mm-hmm. uh hmm. you say quick off the top of your head and then we'll yeah here. yeah <laughs> um yeah, how about you do a word and then I'll do a word and then you do a no, word. No, no, no. Both of you no, have no. to do it. Yeah. You both three have to come up each. with three words. Okay, yeah. Here, here's mine. Okay. Really good time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. We'll take it. Sure. Sure. Uh, hmm. Fun but serious. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's like a legit answer. Yeah. Yeah. Really good time. It's, Thank you. It's locked it's in. Great, but... Really good time. Really good time. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? It's kind of hard to say because I was feeling a lot of stuff. You know, I think it, it kind of covers the scope of 
human emotion you know mm. i guess it's not really funny but i guess to some people it's funny <laughs> but <laughs> but um maybe longing a sense of longing i think the the first ep is sort of like you're reaching for something mm -hmm. and not quite getting it maybe like there you know you're tr you're I would completely agree. You're with talking that. about a party that you're not getting invited to. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right. Wow. Ouch. Um, <laughs> so you guys have kind of hinted at it earlier, but we're going to ask point blank. Are you working on anything new? Yes. <laughs> yes. Great. Care, care to tell us anything about that? Tell us anything else? Um, I mean, we're, we're already, I think we're always sort of working on new stuff. Yeah. That's kind of, now that the EP is out, I think we're just going to be working until we can't anymore. I think it's just going to, if we're not touring, then we're writing. If we're not writing, then we're making music videos. Then we're recording. And if we're not recording, we're making music videos. We're just, there's always stuff on the back burner ready to be put out. There's I feel like. Always something to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. How do you plan on keeping all that balanced? Because that's a lot of stuff you have to do. Sounds like burnout to me. Like, yeah, on top of like personal lives and what personal lives? Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I I think it it's it's a the process itself is is really fun. So I mean, you're fried at the end of it, like every day. I mean, there were some incredibly long studio days and some incredibly long days of shooting and. Um, like when we shot Hami, we were in this cabin with like uh, just in the middle of winter, freezing cold. And we're just like oh in there all day. Yeah. But at the end of it, like you're having fun while you're doing all of those things. So it's, it's, uh, there's definitely like a fear of burnout, but like, I think when you're having fun with it, it's, it's a lot harder to get burned out. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So you don't particularly see it as like work, I guess. Um, some things are less fun to me than other things, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is the the dream, right? So it's like, can't be too upset when you have to work. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? In a van on the side of the road. <laughs> in, uh, in copyright. Broken down or? <laughs> yeah, broken down. It's happening. Okay. In, in the midst okay. of a copyright litigation, probably. <laughs> What? Are very positive. Uh, probably. Well, let's see. Hopefully, touring. Hope that'd be good. Touring or album three, maybe. Okay. If we make it that Ooh. far. Two to three. Yeah, two or three. Hopefully. Touring to pay off that copyright lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of run from it. <laughs> oh yeah. You just have to get out of the uh, jurisdiction of the uh, of whatever court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> never gotten that before um, okay so for the last couple questions we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink i don't know isn't like one of those like meme answers like all garden breadsticks because it's never ending we've gotten that, that so many that times a lot. yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah okay yeah. Well, we'll go with something else then thank you <laughs> Um, last meal. See, now I can't get out of this like endless mindset. What's a th thing from your childhood? Um, I don't know how to say it properly, but it's this like German dish. Um, uh, schnitzel. Yeah, it's a kind of schnitzel, the breaded veal. 
Um, they have it in Argentina as well. It's called uh, Milanesas in Argentina. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, really tasty. My mom makes it. Would, would she make it for you for death row or would you order it? Uh, hopefully she would make it. But okay, I, mean, I wouldn't be, if I was on death row, I wouldn't be, I'd be understanding. All right. Yeah. yeah wanna... And how are you going to wash it down? Mm-hmm. Uh, whiskey. Okay. Solid. I, I think I'd probably just go with, I don't know, probably lasagna. You know, we have Ooh. lasagna a lot um, that my mom makes, which is amazing. And, um, you look very happy about that. <laughs> no, I mean, thinking about this in the context of like, I'm about to die, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, and then maybe, you know, just an old fashioned, a nice, uh, a nice, Nice, nice simple cocktail all right probably be my go-to okay sounds good all right uh so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live oh my god oh. the avatar universe <laughs> yep avatar the last airbender hell yeah what uh, element would you want to bend oh man you know it's uh when i was a kid watching the show i was all about wanting to be a waterbender but mm-hmm. then when you kind of like i'm way too far into the avatar verse i've read all the comics the novels and everything sorry i'm gonna embarrass you no no you, you <laughs> no, i'm like i'm i'm following you i'm 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 here with you in this um but after reading the comics and like all of that i don't know if i would want to really live in like either of the water tribes mm-hmm. so i feel like air or earth i would be very very happy good choice about you guys oh i'm i think i always go for like air because I mean, where I am, it's probably always going to be there one way or another. So I feel like it's just a good cop out. I don't know if it's a cop out, too. I read this thing that they were like uh, some fans were talking about, like how uh, airbenders are like the most powerful um, out of everything. Like just a a single uh, uh, airbending master can create like a whole hurricane and wipe out a whole town. Oh, my God. It's like they have to do they have to become monks and like choose uh, like to not be aggressive and attack but learn more defense because like if a bunch of airbenders are running around and like not knowing how to control their power it's just mm-hmm. like a wasteland yeah which is also why okay i'm done no no keep, no, going. no keep going keep going in avatar legend of korra mm-hmm. um zaheer got airbending and so the interesting thing he was a prisoner who was like a master fighter and um wanted to kill the avatar oh and uh so before he was uh he was a great fighter and then got airbending out of this like mystical event. And because he didn't learn like the defensive way of being an airbender, he only knew attack. So that's what made him such like an amazing bad guy or villain. Yeah. Uh, because he was like incredibly aggressive, incredibly smart, and then all had like the power of nature. That is great. so cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. way too far into it. No, it's all <laughs> good. I didn't realize you were so into this. Oh, so into it. <laughs> I was into I was into Avatar as a kid, but I I never. I mean, that's you really love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you loved it that much. But... And in the comics, you learned what happens to Zuko's mom. It's <gasps> wild. It's wild. See the guy with the like Anakin face scar. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Justin's got your conversation topics on lock for when the tour bus is a little too quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, <sorry. laughs> Justin, go. <laughs> 
my girlfriend is so nice. We had to drive down to Alabama and uh, she was just like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, Avatar. And she was like, okay, go. And just, she just sat there and listened to me go for like an hour and a half. Oh my God. Wow. What a nice person. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I have an equally deep obsession, but with Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> I, I would love say Jurassic so. Park. That would be my world. That I just want to go to Jurassic Park. I'd love to just the first park. Okay. Not this Jurassic World crap, but okay, good. The, the first park, you know. All right. I mean, I seriously get emotional watching that movie, and it's it's just it's incredible. But okay. that would be mine. What about mm-hmm. you, Shane? Um, I would go to the Diary of a Wimpy Kid yeah. universe. <laughs> The which one? Diary of Wimpy Kid. What is that? I don't remember. It's, it's you don't know Diary of Wimpy Kid? Oh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not hip. I've heard of it. I've I'm heard of it. Hip. I'm not hip either, but. Yeah, I, just, I grew up with that, so. It's just the normal world, but just with the characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a safe. I like that. Because it's, yeah. you know, you're not in for getting burned or drowned or. Oh, God. <laughs> or even it's, worse, if you're. Yeah. In, in the avatar universe and you're not a bender Oof. yeah <laughs> that kind of suck wait sorry one more question about that so in yeah. avatar is it just a genetic thing or as or can anybody learn to be a bender or well it's so they haven't really like figured that out yet because like each nation has like they learn bending from something else so like the air nomads learn from the air bisons the moon, uh, waterbenders learn from the moon. Firebenders learn from dragons. Oh, so it's like a mystical mm-hmm. thing. It's a mystical thing okay. that's like passed down genetically. But like okay. in theory, I guess if you weren't a bender, you could go and like live with some badger moles and like <laughs> do it until you figure it out. I don't. It's not clear. Okay. Do they just not think about it, or is it meant to be like mysterious? Oh, those creators are so on it. I'm. I'm sure that. We're gonna get more information okay, cool. in the future. Okay. That's coming good. back and I'm excited. <gasps> yeah, that's good. Wait, so they're like rebooting the series or are they adding new um, um manga? Uh Nickelodeon ha- opened up a whole Avatar Studios. Hmm. Um, so I think we're gonna be getting a lot more content, like maybe uh you know, a game, a new series, maybe more books, movies, Ooh. maybe a live action. There, have you not seen the live action? The live action is horrible. Yeah, I, I didn't hear good things about the live action. That's horrible. They don't even pronounce the main character's name right. I, oh. I, I call it a so How bad do you mess that up? Wait. So bad that that it's good. good. So bad it's good movie. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> well, okay. uh, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Oh, teal. Oh, taste. It's a good one. I like green. Green's Solid. good. Solid. I like mm-hmm. green. Both good colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Subtle Fiction 1 out now. And stay tuned. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's has been Mercy and uh, we're the Good Noise podcast.